you're listening to a new episode of Empathy Always Wins. My name is Ali Salama and I am extremely excited to be hosting you on yet a new episode talking about leaders, how to lead with empathy. But how do we take care of our mental health as well? How do we learn from those we look up to and that inspire us to be the be our best selves? Who are those youth in the Arab region in marginalized communities that are challenging the status quo and are actually making the necessary change in this world? And it is my honor today to bring us, the Empathy Always Wins community, Zain Kamel Masri. Zain Kamel Masri is the head of brand and reputation at Google Mina. Zain launched Maharat Main Google, a digital skills program that trained over 1 million people, of which 50% are women and 54% found a job or grew in their business or career as a result. She also launched YouTube Batala, a content hub featuring more than 400 female creators from across the Arab world. Masri and her team helped Google select the doodles for the region. At least 50% of doodles in the Arab world have celebrated women. Zayn was selected as a part of Forbes 30 Under 30, UN Women Gender Innovation Agora, and as an IMF Youth Fellow. Whew! Zayn, I am super excited to have you on Empathy Always Wins. And guys, if you haven't listened to Ash, he's on the beat right now. Stream him online at Apple, Spotify, and Remy, wherever you get your music. He's one of my really good friends. Um, if you haven't rated the show, make sure after you listen to Zane's episode on episode 49 on Empathy Always Wins, leave a rating, leave a review. Before we hop into an episode, I truly, hand to heart, this was one of the most unique episodes in Zane. Actually, we had an off-record chat after it just because of how great this was. Anyways, I'm not gonna talk for too long. Guys, if you're in the cars, if you're listening to this anywhere, make sure to really focus and tune in because Zayn has some gems to share. Now let's go and dive deep into our episode with Zayn El Masri. Zayn, thank you so much for coming on Empathy Always Wins. I've been uh, personally a fan of you, Allahi, ever since I uh, added you on LinkedIn. So you and Stefano, my friend, CEO of Podio, I was like, wow, a lot of young people are doing great things. And I was just, you know, catching up on your Sky, uh, Sky Arabia interview. And I find that it's uh, very rare that we find, especially women in leadership positions, um, taking that risk and being bold. So before we just dive into it and kind of go a little bit deeper into the meaty sort of uh, the gist of the conversation, who is Zane and uh, why is she doing what she's doing? How the hell did she gather like all this courage and muster that? Thank you so, so much, firstly, for hosting me and for all your kind words. It really means a lot, especially coming from someone as accomplished as you are. Uh, so who is Zane? Um, I'm someone who's super passionate about the region. I grew up in many different Arab cities um, across the region, um, and my family moved around quite a lot, which made me feel the sense of connection with different countries, different groups of people in the region. Um, I'm also passionate about marketing and technology and of course the Arab culture, and I love combining the three. 
So um, yeah, that's just a quick summary of my interests and um, my background. I currently work at Google. I work as the head of brand and reputation marketing, which really encompasses all these interests. So it's all about bringing the latest in technology uh, via marketing to the Arab world. So I feel like that encompasses a lot of the interests that I've uh, gathered sort of over the years. I mean, look, you're 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 definitely a trailblazer for a lot of women and men. I don't want to even say women because that just you know <laughs> takes down a, a lot of who you are as a person. I, you know, gender is very important. It was International Women's Day, and I I read mm-hmm. your post, and you know, I even the direct message you had, I believe on International Women's Day because I was really inspired yeah. by by all the work that you've done, Yanni. I think pretty much what I really want to sort of take the conversation and steer it towards with you is how can technology enable women uh, in the region? Because I feel like this is like, you know, all the, all the stuff that you were probably, you know, talking about with me in terms of mental health, like that wouldn't be available if it wasn't for technology, but mm-hmm. how can women, how can people listening to us right now, especially with their home and, and, and thinking about their next steps? I, I know Google is, you know, I'm not the person to talk about Google. Google stands for itself, but like what, what is happening? How have things changed? That's a phenomenal question. So I think before we get into the role of technology, it's important to understand uh, like the state of women and understand the landscape that's surrounding uh, women at the moment. So here in the region, uh, although women make up at least 50% of university graduates and up to 60% in STEM as well, which is amongst the highest rates globally, uh, something like 21% on average participate in the workforce. So there's some drop off happening between education and joining the workforce. The region has amongst the lowest uh, female economic participation rates globally, uh, which is a huge challenge. Um, And women contribute around 18% of the GDP. And if we were to reach gender parity when it comes to economic involvement, and by that I mean not just jobs, but entrepreneurship, um, participating in many different ways, whether that's offering vocational trainings or um, running businesses or being part of the educational sector or any other sector, economies could grow by up to 50% here in the region. Their GDPs could basically wow. yeah, grow by 50%, wow. which it has a huge upside um, for our society overall, not just economically. Uh, so that's kind of the landscape that we have in the region. From a technology standpoint, we're seeing that technology, it's really providing a lifeline, especially to women who are able to work on their own terms uh, by uh, tapping into uh, some of the benefits of working in technology or Uh, having jobs that are enabled by technology, like within the gig economy, uh, working as freelancers, for instance. So some of the upsides is they're really able to control their time, uh, work from anywhere, uh, work more flexibly, and uh, pursue part-time opportunities, freelance opportunities. It's really boundless, and all of that can be unlocked by learning the fundamentals of uh, digital skills, things like how to build a website, how to help businesses grow via social media, skills that are very much learnable um, and can be built upon and um, can be used as a way to get financial independence, to participate in the workforce, to start their own businesses, to pursue projects. So that's the role that technology is playing and can continue to play if we were to tap into this opportunity and empower women via learning digital skills. Yeah. Yeah. And and I only, you know, as you're taking that angle and frankly so it's it's i only imagine the well-being of women you know how they feel about themselves how 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 they 
perceive life to be when they're you know owning that that mm-hmm. element of their life taking control or taking charge or being 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 independent in that realm where they have the final say and they can uh you know steer the ship in their own direction and i think that uh, it, it's it's you know i've lived in toronto i've you know and i know that uh, i've lived in dubai before i was in dubai speaking college and i i kind of see sort of how we're becoming westernized in the sense where there still are challenge. Yeah, we're, we're getting the education that, that is Western, but perhaps I, I, I want to switch this up and about to ask you, what challenges do you find when we, as yourself from, you know, a graduate from the AUS, I believe, right? right. Yeah. We've had, we've had education from such a high level, you know, mm-hmm. but there's still seems to be a challenge when we come to shift something within our culture. What is that? And how are, how is Google or how are you as Zane working at Google trying to change that around? Yeah. Um, so I just want to preface by saying in general, regardless of the university or school system that you've gone to, there is a gap between the skills that you learn in school and then the skills that are needed in the workforce. So that was a major challenge. Uh, the idea of having to uh, be self-taught and learn different skills on your own, uh, regardless of the educational system that you were a part of. So that's uh, the first challenge, if you will. The second um, challenge, which has more to do with culture, um, yes, this is a very, very big barrier. So culture has many components. Um, it's uh, it's interwoven in our day-to-day life. Uh, it also plays a big role in terms of uh, assigning roles to different individuals. Uh, so generally, women tend to be uh, disproportionately uh, burdened with household responsibilities, whether that's as a caretaker or just general um, housework type of uh, tasks. And so that plays a big role. So I think that that's a major challenge. And some of the ways we can help offset that It's uh, starting at the very beginning. So um, looking at school systems and the role that parents can play in encouraging uh, their daughters or girls to pursue careers uh, that may be non-traditional for women in the region. So looking at careers such as uh, STEM, so science, technology, engineering, math uh, based careers um, and schools systems can play such a big role with this, whether that's through career days or field trips or creating those opportunities. And I think that we can break that cycle early on if we look at uh, some of the cultural or traditional aspects of gender roles and things like that. It starts early on. It starts in the school system. Uh, Later on in life, we can do um, other things to help offset some of these challenges. So things like redistributing uh, responsibilities around the house or trying to balance them out more equally. Uh, The workforce or the private sector plays a big role as well in terms of uh, providing women with the skills that they need to continue growing in the workforce and to retain women as well after maternity leave. So there's usually a big drop off with women rejoining as well. Um, And that somewhat has to do with culture, but also just the overwhelming responsibility that comes with um, becoming a mom. Uh, So also the workforce plays a big role. Governments have a big role in also shifting, right? Like governments tend to have these huge targets Um, especially lately, if you look at like the 2030 plans for most governments in the region, there is a target that is for increasing women participation or female participation in the workforce, but there are no sustainable programs under these targets that can help us reach them. Uh, So they're kind of these uh, blankets or overarching broad goals, but uh, without any actionable programs underneath them. How does that make you feel? feel? Like as as Zane, Mm -hmm. 
in this position you're in right now. I know, mm-hmm. of course, we can't tackle this by ourselves, you, you independently or, you know, myself and, or someone independently, but how, yeah. how, how does it really make you feel like when you think about this before you sleep at night? Like, seriously. Uh, I think there's a general sense of exclusion uh, when you see something like that. So when you see um, someone um, coming up with this broad goal without any actionable strategy or program to help reach it, it feels like uh, putting a goal for the sake of putting it. So in a sense, it's uh, it's very tokenizing, I guess, or um, even it has a sense of exclusion because if you were truly to be inclusive of a certain group, um, you would want to make sure, A, that their voice is heard and they're a vocal part of what's happening behind the scenes. So making sure that uh, they are part of the decision-making table, the board, the kind of behind the scenes or behind the um, decision-making process. Um, so the fact that that's not there is in, in itself a form of exclusion. Um, and yeah, that's... Uh, so, I mean, like a trailblazer like yourself in my eyes and what, how, how, how can you see men, like young men like myself who are, you know, stepping into leadership positions within certain fields or even men that are, already in the you know millennials let's put it that way how how can we enable uh, you and, and and make it a safe place for women because i that's a question that you know i i love listening to you know gender um, you know uh, gender based conversations because let's put it that way it's so important to 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 always see the far right and the far left and just always be in tune but sometimes i'm like well i don't know what to do man like I think the fact that you're trying to troubleshoot or think of solutions is a great first step. Um, In general, this concept of allyship and being an ally is a huge topic now. And, you know, it's kind of your name, the way you spell it is is basically (laughs) you have you have that going for you but in general this this uh, conversation about um being an ally is super major and i think one big component of that is listening so uh not only making sure that women are um at have a seat at the table but making sure that they feel comfortable enough to speak up to share their perspective to be vocal um and that is a form of inclusion as well so the difference between diversity and inclusion diversity is having uh, an array of you know gender color race um backgrounds and things like that but inclusion is really feeling empowered enough to share your perspective it's more of an act the act of feeling included and i think we all play a role in providing that environment where women um, and other underrepresented groups, by the way, can also feel like they can share their perspective. So uh, I think it starts by first acknowledging that there's a problem and two, being an ally and really listening to women and including them, um, giving them a seat at the table and empowering them to speak up and share their perspective. How, how, How can things change how can leaders act differently to uh, give uh, uh, women uh, more seats? I know this is a very like uh, macro question, but let's let's tackle it from a micro perspective. Mm-hmm. Like I maybe you know, or, or we maybe know people that typically grew up in environments or with parents or or, or anyone mm-hmm. listening to us right now might have a parent that thinks in a certain way that they don't agree with. And you've broken a lot of the notions. Like, how can someone use that transferable skill that Zain has amassed in, in, in tech or as a person mm-hmm. and, and, 
and apply that to a part of their life because it's very hard to it's not a perfect environment that we that we yeah. are in. You know, the Arab world it has a lot of trauma. Look at just Lebanon and a lot of things mm-hmm. that happen. But how can we break that cycle inwardly mm-hmm. to 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 lead outwardly in whatever field that we want from a leadership yeah. standpoint and an inclusion yeah. standpoint? So um, aside from what was mentioned earlier around starting from the ground up, so really starting from our educational systems and then talking about the different roles every part of uh, society plays, whether that's in the household or the private sector or the public sector, one thing we can do is champion people who are uh, breaking the mold or um, are sort of role models in a way uh, because role models make such a big difference to people. Representation really matters, especially in sectors where people are or certain groups are feel like minorities. So uh, one role or one thing we could do is to champion individuals. So for example, when I look at the tech sector, um, Arabs are a minority in general in tech, and then women are also minority. So it feels like you're a minority within a minority. And fintech is even worse. Fintech is... Yeah, exactly. Financial inclusion is a big challenge um, in the region. So of course that's a fintech. So yeah, so I think that um, if you are a minority within a minority, or if you identify a certain minority or underrepresented group uh, in a certain sector, it's important to champion people who are uh, doing the work and showcase a new um, a new way of, of looking at a, a group because uh, what it does is um, it creates role models, it breaks stereotypes, it breaks conventional rules and uh, shows different groups in, in different lights. So that's one thing we could do is to champion people who are breaking the mold, who are doing things differently. Um, and slowly but surely that could become the new norm. Mm. Uh, so that's one thing that can be done. Zin, mental health. <laughs> I've tried to <laughs> steer as much as yeah. possible into this conversation and lead sure. towards the, the mental health question that I have for you. I know that you're you're a very busy woman. You're you're very accomplished. You you have presence. I can feel it. How do you take care? And what does mental? Before I even ask you all this, my question: What is mental health for Zane? Like when you read mental health, what is it for you? Like what the hell does it mean? Uh, so to me, mental health is it's everything because it really affects every part of life. Um, and um, so in university, I actually minored in psychology and then later wow. did a master's <laughs> in psychology. I was super interested in the topic even early on uh, because I really believed in, in the power of mental health in, in shaping everything around us and just understanding how that's intertwined with everything like physical health, uh, you know, your overall well-being um, and playing, understanding the role that it plays in shaping all of that is it's really um, uh, life-changing. So, so yeah, it's absolutely everything. I feel like the conversation around mental health is still very much new in the region. It's happening in um, like, a, uh, like a smaller or more limited group. So there's a huge potential. That's why I'm such a big fan of the work that you are doing in championing welcome health, uh, sorry, in championing mental health and being an advocate for it in the region because um, you might face some resistance. I'm sure you have, but it's oh, such yeah. an important <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's super important. Um, and I feel like this new generation, whether that's millennials or Gen Z, are much more open to the conversation around mental health. Um, but for me personally, I dealt with all sorts of mental health challenges, but the most 
prevalent one I would say is anxiety. So oh yeah, especially yeah. So uh, at some point in my career, around I'd say around two years ago, I really uh, struggled with it. Um, so thinking about like usually it would happen to me at, like I'd feel it at night. That feeling would sort of creep up on me, um, and it took me a while to understand the source of it and. Um, to figure out ways to help relieve it. So I feel like anxiety is a big one, um, at least when it comes to me. Uh, and um, yeah, that's been, you know, a big challenge as well. It can be very limiting and almost paralyzing when you get those feelings. Can I ask you a question around education, around mental health? Did yeah, you have sure. to learn these things by yourself? Or like, I mean, if... if um, I, I kind of find the biggest pain point, you know, in, in the region. And especially mm -hmm. I, I want to sort of frame this question from an organizational perspective as well, because I feel like at times, you know, uh, where, where we spend 60, 40, 70 hours a week, uh, mm -hmm. you know, actively there and not actively thinking about uh, indirectly yeah. and directly. Um, how, how important is just education 101 because what i'm seeing in the region is i'm seeing services coming out i'm seeing a lot of stuff coming out that mm -hmm. is because of the need but 10 times nine times out of 10 i didn't want to say 10 times out of 10 people don't have never heard these terms like they can't translate like anxiety panic attacks i had to even search yeah. what it means in arabic uh, you know uh, how do you yeah. how do you, how does that you know how does that get processed in your mind and what do you think the role of of companies especially the ones that are true trailblazers in the region mm -hmm. what are their roles and where do you see where do you see things going yeah so to answer the first part yes it was very much self-taught um so mental health isn't something that i learned in school i guess i pursued psychology you know voluntarily in university but it's not something that's embedded in our educational system like you said we don't even have the words for certain terms in arabic or they're not we're not familiar with them uh, because they're not like household terms um or they haven't really made it into the like wider or mainstream vernacular so um that's the first part of the question uh, but the role that companies plays is huge so like i said earlier my um my major let's say like brush with mental health was in the uh, context of anxiety that was uh, driven by um career or work-life balance let's say um so yes companies play a huge role in this conversation um there's a lot that different companies are doing especially in the tech sector because nowadays there's this concept of digital well-being so how can you protect oh, yeah. your mental health online how can you uh balance your uh, tech usage uh, because it is interwoven or it's very much part of the fabric of our day-to-day life so there's a huge conversation around digital well-being online uh, companies like google are launching a lot of features and products to help with this, whether that's um, uh, features on your Android devices that can help you manage your time on certain applications or putting a timer on YouTube. So there are a few features that um, are available for people to use. Uh, but in general, what really helps is if um, the support for well-being comes from, from the top. Um, and the best way to do that is for leaders to lead by example. So to show that, uh, you know, when they go on holiday, they're actually on holiday and they disconnect and uh, don't send any emails because uh, employees learn from that. And they learn that 
I also have the right to disconnect when I'm on holiday. Um, and it's the same for weekends. It's the same for um, out of uh, out of work hours. So uh, six onwards or five onwards, whatever it is in a company. So I think that uh, when it comes to companies and the role they can play, I think it's all about leading by example. Uh, so the managers play the biggest role in this and making sure that their employees prioritize their mental health and well-being. Now, this is uh, probably the very personal mm-hmm. question, and it, it's towards uh, as we as we end the show. How do you how do you manage to stay sane in this uh, insane world? And I I don't mean insane in this insane. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. But in this crazy, busy, yeah. very very busy world, how do you do you do you have certain things that you do? I mean, I, I kind of run every mm-hmm. morning, and you know, I, I was at the beach this morning. Just I, every Friday morning, yeah. I have to. Do nothing. I have certain rituals and things in my life that make me consistent. And that consistency is what allows everything to sort mm-hmm. of happen magically. How yeah. about you? Uh, okay, great question. And I've been giving this a lot of thought because I feel like over time it changed a lot. For me currently, I under- what I understood about myself, especially over the last year, is I'm someone who uh, values alone time every once in a while. And by alone time, I also mean, um, like it could be time off from work, um, and taking a break when I need to, and really listening to, you know, the signs, um, of when I need to take a break. So, um, many people over the last year didn't take any time off because they're working from home. Um, they're not traveling, so they don't see the point. And, you know, in a lot of companies, you're days off don't even get transferred to the following year, which is just such a waste. Um, So one thing that I learned about myself over the last year is to actually um, uh, pencil in my free time. So to make sure I have that free time to really think, to take a step back, to work on other things, whether that's uh, personal branding or to learn something new. So to really uh, just pencil in that free time, just like I would with a meeting or with something that's work-related. So to make sure that I have uh, that free time allocated and it's almost like a spiritual thing to really disconnect and uh, focus on myself, my mental health. So that's one thing I've been doing and it took me a while to realize that this is what I care about as a person is making sure I have that time off and then I tap into it um, and uh, spread it out throughout the year uh, so that I'm more strategic about it as well. Uh, even if I'm not traveling, it makes the world of a difference for me. So that's something I've been doing and um, I highly recommend it. And you said personal branding. Now you're <laughs> Forbes 30 under 30. Uh, I, you know, you, you, I was going to end there, but you, you, you pushed that. <laughs> you pushed that. You, you pushed that. Uh, how, how important or, or actually let me rephrase this question. I, you know, what is, Zane, uh, Zane's dream. Like you're, you, you, I see you writing a book. I see you're a very well-spoken person. I see you have charisma. Uh, what is out there? And I'm not talking about the corporation. I'm not talking yeah. about Zane. That inner, that inner child inside of you. What does it want? And what is it chasing? And what makes her really fulfilled? Uh, wow, you really saved the best for last. Um, <laughs> so I think we're about to come full circle because um, early on when I started the conversation, you talked about uh, the passion I have towards the region, the people of the region especially. And for me, tool technology is a tool to really help uh, bring the best out of the region. And so I see myself working a lot in this space. Um, I do love writing. I don't know how you <laughs> you realize that, but writing is a, a big passion of mine. And I believe in 
the power of stories. So for me, personal branding is storytelling. And I really believe in the power of authentic stories about the region. And I want to highlight those authentic stories that really break stereotypes and uh, help move the needle. Uh, and uh, not only for the image of the Arab world externally, but also for us as well. So I want to be a part of that. I'm still not sure exactly what I want to do with this, but I know that's what I'll do in the future is within those themes, uh, whether that's through writing or storytelling in general. And um, I want it to be something that really helps move the needle in the Arab world, especially for women um, and help tell uh, authentic stories for women of the region. Mm. Now, I, I, I was just about to think, Ali, is there something you haven't asked Zain? And the only thing I definitely want to ask you is, do you have a favorite podcast, your opinion on podcasting and your favorite book? If we want to okay. take something away, what's one book that really sort of mm. uh, that left sure. a mark on you? Okay. I, for me, it's The Alchemist. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Um, for me, it's a book that I discovered over the last year. It's called Artist's Way. And what is amazing about this book is that um, it's not just for artists, by the way, it's for anyone who wants to express themselves in any way, written format. Have you heard of it? You're smiling. So maybe. No, no, I'm like, I'm like trying to see it. Artists are interesting. Uh, So what it does is it offers practical advice um, and has these like activities at the end of almost every chapter um, to encourage you to pursue your inner, um, I'm not going to say artist, but let's say expressionist or um, just to help you express yourself, understand what you enjoy and capitalize on that. So there's a lot of conversation around purpose and uh, values and things that make up a person and help you understand you. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's been really uh, life-changing. So that's one book that I enjoy. Highly recommend it. Please spend some time if you can. Very practical, quick, and it's super interactive as well. Uh, yeah, what was, there was a second the part podcasting of the question. question. The podcasting question. Are you, are you a fan of, pod, like, where, are, I know tech is, I mean, yeah. the reason I started a podcast because the magazine wasn't doing well, I sing, and hey, I had a, yeah. I had a mic on my desk. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. I did not know that. That's awesome. Um, so yes, I do love podcasting. Anyone who knows me knows I love podcasting. I send my friends these long podcasts that they probably will never hear, but I still have <laughs> I still have to spread the word. So yes, I'm a huge fan of the medium. Um, so I, it really changes depending on my mood, what I'm going through. Uh, right now I've been using podcasts as like a form of escaping, especially like if I'm uh, multitasking or I just want to hear something in the background. Um, so right now my current favorite uh, is the Conan O'Brien podcast. Ooh. Uh, I don't know if you've checked <laughs> it out, but I find it super funny. Sometimes you just need something that's light and, um yeah so i really enjoy that one um i also spent some time listening to your podcast as well so really um yes 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 i needed to do my you know my research before going (laughs) in but uh yeah i really enjoy how conversational it is and it it actually feels like i'm sitting with like a group of friends and um having a conversation so i enjoyed that a lot um yeah thank you so uh, it's an amazing space so keep going Thank you so much. Um, I, I couldn't thank you enough. And I think that this is, you know, when I think of why we're doing this, I think of of, of us being in a, in a way privileged. And I think that the, uh, this privilege comes with a responsibility. 
And mm-hmm. uh, I just want to end it that uh, end it by saying I couldn't be you know honored more honored to, to to have this conversation with you. Uh, I'm guessing a lot of people now listening to us uh, are, are 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 mind blown because I think that what we don't get to see and what I didn't even get to see from LinkedIn or personal branding is the personal side of Zane, the personal side that sends the, the podcast, the personal side that even 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 if your friends know you're crazy, you're out there, you're doing great things, but you would do it because that's just who you are. And that's just you giving permission to our, our listeners to just be themselves. And I always keep saying the hardest thing in the world is, is, is being yourself when you, when you're just bombarded by, you know, things to distract you or take you away from who you are. And it's, I, mm-hmm. I couldn't be happier also that you've said, find this inner artist. Cause at, when we're little kids, we do things and we don't think twice. And I think that we yeah. lose that growing up. So thank you so much for your time. I'm so happy you were with us today. And, uh, Thank you, Yanish. I can't. Thank you, Missy. The honor is all mine, really. Um, I love your platform. I'm a big fan of what you're doing. Keep going. And thank you for having me again and for your time and for all the work that you're doing for the region. It's uh, very much appreciated. So keep going. Thank you so much. Woo! That was Zane Masri, guys. That was Zane. That was Zane, yeah. That was Zane. That's why I love doing podcasts because you can just be that kid and just be this guy that just follow or this girl that follows um, their heart with no judgment, no judgment, no judgment at all. Zane, you're an incredible human being. Um, seriously, you're incredible. I, I honor you with all, with all my heart. You're someone that is defying the you know the status quo you're taking care of yourself you're very self-aware this chat was incredible what do you guys think what what do you think i mean like i just want to say that to any young soul out there and i didn't put an age on that statement for a reason any young soul out there there is so much this world has to offer for for you and um, from our conversation with Zane, uh, there are opportunities, guys. When I put Zane's and my LinkedIn's um, profile URL, message us, like ask us. You only get what you ask for. Um, ask and you shall receive. Um, there are so many platforms in the region that have opportunities for everybody to flourish and this isn't just a space for me and Zane to have a conversation we want as many people as we can to be in this conversation this is the future we're building here we're building something that we want to have you know our kids thank us for because frankly what we have been growing up in I mean the landscape I'm not going to talk much about that but there is a lot of work to be done that's the bottom line here. So Zane, thank you so much for coming on Empathy Always Wins. If you guys haven't rated or subscribed to the podcast or followed the podcast on Spotify, what are you guys doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? So yeah, let's do that. Share it with your friends. Zane is a trailblazer. Follow her because she's only doing bigger things, y'all, y'all, y'all. Anyways, I'm just gonna head out. We're gonna publish this real soon. Thank you guys so much for your time. Um, if you guys have any questions, please feel free to DM me, uh, follow at empathy always wins on Instagram, and we're going to be making sure we have a newsletter very soon. But if you 
didn't sign up to the Empower newsletter, well, guess what? If you want to be a guest, there is a place where you can apply to be a featured guest on Empathy Always Wins. And with that being said, let's, let's end it. Let's end it. Thank you, guys. Every Friday, every weekend, we will be having Empathy Always Wins. And before we go, I just want to say that in life and in business, just as, you know, we heard from Zane, the personality, the character of one's person is so, so important. And it brings me back to the point that in life and in business, empathy, true empathy, it always, it always wins.